0: Good evening, Saints. It's, it's me again. And this will be study number, well, fruit number 24. And the second volume of trust number two. See, last time was trust one. And today's date is April 13th, 2021. Uh, it's, you know, the whole study comes around in, in Ephesians and in uh, Galatians, where the apostle speaks of uh, walk as uh, fruit of the Spirit, and in, in Ephesians, it's more associated with fruit of the light, which tied directly into our Lord, our head. But I'll read uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 1 and 2, and then 8 to 10. Uh, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. And for you were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for, for the light of the Spirit is in all darkness. For the light of the Spirit. For the fruit of the Spirit. For the light of the Spirit. Israel, goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You know, the character in which the body of Christ is to represent is that light. The light of the Spirit that uh, that flows from Scriptures, that flows from every... Uh, every word that comes from Christ and the Apostle Paul. We're directed in in Paul's prison epistles and post prison epistles to walk as 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 directed according to God and live a righteous life and have a righteous walk so that those that witness us on a daily basis can see a testimony just within our walk. But Tonight's study is in trust, and we know that, uh, one thing we can't do is trust in man, but trust in the Lord, for, for that is right. Because, don't put any trust in me because I failed myself so many times, it's, it's not even funny. So, just, just put the trust in, in the scriptures, and put your trust in the Lord. In Ephesians 1, 12, and 13, It states that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that, ye believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The we is Paul and the circumcision and the prophets that trusted in Christ before. And then it is in whom ye also, those of us that believe in Christ, that after we heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation. And then we have the sealing spirit to go with that. But the Greek form is proaltizo, and to hope in advance of others. Confirmation. First trust. It's only here in Ephesians where it's used. It's to who first trusted for, for pro-elpizo in Christ. The opposite of trust is doubt. Such as Peter walking on the water when he doubted Christ and he started sinking. Or Doubting Thomas, those just comes straight off the top. Then we get to looking at Matthew 21, 21 and 22, where Christ was uh, talking to the disciples, all the disciples. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, because doubt is the opposite of trust, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, because he had just he had just cursed the fig tree with just his voice, and the fig tree withered because it didn't have fruit to produce for him to, to eat from. He says, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing. That's the Greek form 4100, which is pistuo It is to have faith uh, by inclination to entrust, especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. Believe or commit to trust or to put into trust. And here is believing. So the words that we come in contact with when it comes to trust is believing, faith, uh, rely, confidence, commit, commitment, expect or expectation or all associated with the same Greek forms. In Jeremiah, we can go back to the Old Testament just for a minute. And look at 17, 5 through 10, where, where he talks of as blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. But he starts out with, thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man. So here we go. The Lord says you can't trust in man. But he says, and maketh flesh his arm, whose heart departeth from the Lord. So his direction He's already talking about the direction of man. When man follows his own urges, he's not following God. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in the salt land, and not inhabited. And in seven, in 7 it says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted in the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh. Because the root's entrenched and just soaks up all the, the nourishment that, that needs to flourish even no matter what the conditions are. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart deceitful, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, try the rains, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings, which is associated back to The man's walk, the man's testimony that that he presents to others, that's the fruit of man's doings. Because if you walk according to God's will and God's way and God's testimony and lean on his understanding, then you're going to live a righteous life. Yes, we're going to fail and we're not perfect. Nobody is. But that's the direction. And when we do this, we'll we'll do it according to God's rule, and we'll get the blessing from it. Because shortly we'll be looking at a man's version of that. But in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lay not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him. This is God. And He will make your path straight. The good news from this is putting your trust in God is the righteous way forward. Set aside your anxieties and doubts and turn it over to the Lord. In, a, in some quick verses here. That have trust in them or not trust, I, I just felt was associated with this study, and it it also works in with with the study itself in several ways. But in Matthew twelve twenty one, where they talks about Christ, said His name shall the Gentiles trust. Which is associated to Romans fifteen twelve. And again Isaiah says there shall be a root of Jesse, which goes back to the old testament, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, and in him shall the Gentiles trust. Okay, so this is two passages already that says that into the Gentiles will trust. Well that's that's saying automatically that, well, apparently Israel is not trusting, Because Israel has failed God throughout centuries. Israel was still failing God or failing Christ when, when he walked the earth. I mean, he, he, he killed more people by the hundreds than even in scripture, but was witnessed among Israel. And what did they do? They still crucified. They took the fathers and the thieves of Christ. In Second Corinthians one nine, it says But we have a sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead. This we were dead men. Back in, before, before Christ, the Gentiles were dead. They were pretty much dead men. It didn't matter what they did. But they were dead men. But, come in Christ, who raised, was raised from the dead, gives mankind the ability to be raised from the dead and believing in Him. And, because in 2 Corinthians 1 to 110, it says, who delivered us from so great a death? and doth deliver in whom we trust. That he will yet deliver us. And that trust is Greek form 1679. Got to scroll down here to where it is. Uh, it's not down there. Where did I put it? Let's see, if I'd, have been, if I'd have had my paper, I think it's pist- Pisturo. It is. Yeah, it is. it's El Pizzo. 1679 is El Pizzo. To expect or confide, uh, have or hope or trust. It's a verb. And then in Philippians 3.4, says, Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he whereof he might trust in the flesh, I'm more talking. Paul talking about himself. Paul trusted more, just as much in the flesh as we do. We trust in our flesh, but we know better because we know that we're we're to trust in the Lord. In First Timothy one, eleven and twelve. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. So this is a commitment to his trust, Paul's trust. Now in 1 Timothy 4.10, For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God. Who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe? See, we're going. We're, if if we haven't, even though I know we have in some degree, we've suffered reproach just from our belief in rightly dividing Scripture. But in in the economy that we live, just just studying Scripture, period, whether it's rightly divided or not, the Christians in general are going to suffer reproach for some reason or other. You would, it's looking like at some point it's going to be like a communist nation here where, where the economy or the government is going to be more anti-Christ than ever before. And the trust issue here that I'm working on and going into Luke, it, we'll talk about the shameful steward and see how man trusts man. And, and it expresses itself pretty good in Luke. See, an example of the shameful steward in Luke with Christ's parable of how the steward wasted that was entrusted to him, trusting in man, and Jesus gives truth that which is more valuable Uh money or rewards as children of light. In Luke sixteen one to 13, and he said unto his disciples now, this is all of them, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his stewards. The rich man had wasted, no, the steward had wasted the rich man's goods. And the rich man called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. And then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I can't dig. To beg, I'm ashamed. I'm I'm resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, that they may receive me into their houses. And he's talking about the people that owed money. So he's doing some conniving here. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou to my Lord? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Just just make it out for fifty and and we'll work it out. Then he said to another, and how, how much owest thou? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take thy bill and write four score. Let's write it for eighty. And the Lord, the rich man, says the Lord, the rich man commended him, which is the unjust steward, because he had done wisely or shrewdly. See, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of what? Because within themselves, they see worldly items, and when, when they talk about worldly items such as mammon, because it's money, then the, the steward and the master was working cahoots with each other, so he, he commended him for it. Uh, and I say unto you, make to yourselves, friends, of mammon of unrighteousness, which is money of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. So that way you're going to be able to receive help from these other people. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust in the much. If there have been not been faithful in unrighteousness mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? So how how can... How can you expect somebody to trust you when you're not even faithful with something that was indebted to you? And then he goes to say, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. We can see the comparison of trusting in true riches in our dispensation in First Timothy. But when it says you can't serve two masters, now if the two masters are equally yoked, such as your mother and your father, if you have a mother and father that have the same mindset, a child can most definitely serve two masters. But if you have two parents that are totally opposite of each other in disciplinary actions, that child is going to be so confused because he can't serve both and live a healthy life. That's a the good, that's an example of how you can't serve a healthy relationship when you have two opposites that are contrasting each other in just a family relationship. That's not even considering a, a godly relationship compared to an earthly relationship they don't work that way but we can see the comparison of trusting in true riches in our dispensation in 1st Timothy it says in 1st Timothy 6:17 says charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches but in the living God who gives us Richly, all things to enjoy when when we trust in the Lord, you don't have to think about financial situations. I know we all have financial burdens occasionally. yes, we do, but when we trust in the Lord, he's going to take care of you in first John 4:16, and we have known and believed believed is 4100 which is pistuo and the one of the words there is put into trust so believed is just the same strength as trust and we have known and believed that the love of god hath to us god is love and he that dwelleth in love Dwelleth in God and God in Him. The good news about that is allow yourself to be an instrument of God's love and share it with your community of faith. And in 2 Corinthians 1 9, but we ourselves had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not have our trust, pitho, into ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. In Philippians 3, in the Darby translation, it says, For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus and do not trust in the flesh. In Philippians 3.3, 3, this is Paul talking to the circumcision. Well, he says, recognizing himself as once or it is the circumcision. And this isn't talking about body members, but he's comparing them to the circumcision. And in, in the King James Version, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. So you see, confidence here is the same word as trust. Pages. That's why I'm not used to. It. Okay, here we go. In uh, the next Greek form that I'm going to be doing in Second Timothy is uh, para, para, para uh Forgive me if it's wrong, but it's a Greek form 3872, and it's used two times, only in Timothy. And it's being a sacred trust that is very critical to us and to this dispensation as to what has been committed to us. And it's in 1st Timothy and 2nd Timothy. And I'm going to do 2nd Timothy first as in it's having trusted or committed to Christ. Uh, In second Timothy one five through fourteen, Paul talking saying uh, talking to Timothy, saying, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith in thee, talking about Timothy's faith, which dwelleth first in the grandmother Lewis and thy mother Eunice, and am persuaded that in thee also, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions, suffer evil with me. For the gospel according to the power of God, who saved us and called us, with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given in us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, in that he abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. See, the Lord did this in his own person when he rose from the dead, alive forever. In 11, unto which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher to the Gentiles, of the Gentiles, for the which cause I suffer these things also. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he, Christ, is able to keep that sealing spirit that which I have unto committed him. That I have committed unto him against that day. What day is that? His appearing. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto thee, and keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. So this trust, this entrusted, this committed deed that's awaiting that Paul's talking about is the resurrection, life everlasting at the appearing. Can we fall on the ashamed steward? like in Luke 16.8, or the children of light. We have a charge that has been entrusted to us as body members to further acknowledge of right-divided Scripture with truth of the mysterious message of the one body and to the resurrection power that is within each and every one of us, when, at the appearing and hold these truths, with trust and hope of eternal immortality with Christ our head in the upon heavenlies. The second usage of the word or the Greek form paracatae in First Timothy, which comes before Second Timothy. I think that's because it's first and the other one second. But anyway, it's first Timothy six thirteen and <laughs> it's uh 6, 13 to 21, which is the very end of 1st Timothy. He says, I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth, raiseth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keepest this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, or our Lord Christ Jesus, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom the honor and power everlasting Amen. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. See, this goes back to Luke. But in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works. Not necessarily in finances, but they be rich in good works. Ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Lay up in store for themselves a foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Who is all this? That they are the workmen, which is us. That is truth for today. This is for us. And then he says, Oh, Timothy, Keep that which is committed to thy trust. All this is committed to his trust. Which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane babblings and opposition of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. This is, this is the commitment that we have as body members is, is this Mysterio message. To, to do it, we don't know who out there has been chosen. We have no idea who's been chosen. But it's not for us to say, well, this guy over here, he, just because he talks, you know, he, he talks about the kingdom hope all the time, I, I don't want to mess with him. Well, if you correct this one guy from his kingdom hope, and explain to him the mystery, then if he's chosen, he's going to see it. And I know I'm, I'm going to say that I'm the worst of the worst when it comes to uh, putting forth the word as often as I need to. In Ephesians one, twelve, and 13, like I said before, and started off this study, that we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom us also, body members, after that ye heard the word of truth, and the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Well, that's that's my study on trust, and I pray that it touches someone, and I know everybody that's within my voice right now knows this truth. But I pray that at some point in the future, If someone, even someone that isn't listening to me in the face, in person, such as a family member, might see this in a later time and listen to it and pray the Lord touches them and allows them to see the truth. I thank you guys. I love you. And that's it for tonight. Good night, guys.